This Podcast Movement 2022 audio session is brought to you by Supporting Cast, the best way to sell and deliver exclusive podcasts. And special thanks to PM22 Virtual Ticket Presenting Sponsor, Amazon Music. Thank you so much. Yay! Do you feel the vibe? The music does it get you excited? That sense that we're live, we're live, we're live. That's the kind of vibe you want to create. Music does a lot for you. Today we're going to be talking about using the resource of human beings. We are no longer stuck in our houses. I've been doing live podcasting since 2007. That makes me 96 years old. And it was a great experience because I did so much work to create an experience that translated in the podcast. In other words, when you have people in a room, how do you leverage that energy and those people so that it makes your podcast better? I want to give you an example of how this happens in terms of how I created a trailer for my podcast. This one podcast, I was hired by a company to do a podcast on the exciting topic of menopause. Menopause! And they wanted me to do it in the studio. And I said, wait a second, I live in Los Angeles. There's a lot of women who are going through menopause. And they're like, they're not going to show up. 75 women showed up for this first thing, this first experience. And they showed up ready to ask questions. Their questions were so good, questions that I never could have thought about myself. And because of their great questions, I had a great podcast. Let me show you a little example of what the trailer sounded like because of their participation. You have to arm yourself with knowledge and you have to arm yourself with questions. So I was done with my period for over a year and then my daughter got her period and then I started having periods again. What's that about? We're using these terms perimenopause, menopause, postmenopausal. Um, I don't understand the difference. Um, and then if you could break down the characteristics of menopause, if that's synonymous with being postmenopausal per decade, because it never stops, right? My question is about vaginal dryness and if it's the same as vaginal atrophy. I've read that genetic testing can indicate if you're someone who's more likely to get cancer as a result of estrogen replacement. What's your opinion about that? Speaking of vaginal issues post-menopause, what are your thoughts on the Mona Lisa procedure and explain? What are some of the upsides of menopause? I have like arthritic pain and I wondered if that is a symptom. Please talk more about the vagina shutting down during this decade if we don't have intercourse and how often we need to address this with a vibrator. I've heard something about um, that people um, have used, I could have never thought of these questions ever to tone the um, the the vagina and how successful are they I am generally I'm like an emotional at times compulsive feeler speaker person how will I know when if I'm, I'm actually crazy this is Deborah Pardes, and those questions you just heard were answered live at a podcast we recorded on March 3rd, 2019 in Los Angeles. To get the answers, sign on to pausepodcast.com and stay in touch with us. we got a couple of new shows coming up, and we'd love to see you. Thanks.
Vagina, 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 vagina. Lady parts, not comfortable, but wow, were those women ready to ask questions. And I was able to use their questions when I edited the podcast. And look at how I spelled this a trailer is or from a live show. That, I didn't do that. That actually happened in some kind of translation, kind of spatial galactic transfer of files. But that's a new word. The new word is trailer. Can you all say that? Trailer. That's our new word for the day, just so you know. What we learned from this is the audience creates powerful content. It's just true. If you have five people with you, they're gonna have, that's five more brains. 25, that's a vibe. 100, that's, a, that's an event, that's a revival. But a lot of people are stuck inside their little studios and they think that's where they belong. Some swell, some, some podcasts, sorry, I'm a swellcaster, some podcasts really lend themselves to you with a microphone and musing, and it's very private, but most of them could use a little energy from the audience. We are gonna cover today how to live podcast. We're gonna look at why you would live podcast, who you will invite, when you should schedule it, where you should have it, and then we're gonna work into some really specifics, some troubleshooting, what happens when you do an actual live podcast. Okay, are you ready for this? Are you ready? I'm gonna be asking some questions, and if you answer your question, then you might get a $10 thingy for Starbucks. Yay, Starbucks! Okay, so here we go. Why? There are some questions you have to ask. You only need one of these to be true for it to be a great live in front of an audience podcast, okay? First of all, make sure it's a hot topic that people literally want to talk about. If, they don't, if you're talking about a very specific hedge fund and you're talking about what happened to it in 1936, don't do a live in front of an audience event. They don't really want to contribute to it unless you're in a really specific community of people. Make sure that people want to talk about it, that it's a hot topic. If people, if you have a guest and you know the guest is a draw, that's a great reason not to just sequester them away in your studio, bring them out. And we're gonna talk about where you bring them out, but think about is this person interesting to a bunch of people and will they wanna get their autograph or they, will they wanna ask them questions in a, in a after show event? That's a good reason to have a live in front of an audience um, podcast. Another great reason, um, there's a community built into it. If you do a podcast on a, with a veterinarian and you wanna to to talk about like the latest diseases, there are dog and cat lovers all over the place. That's a community, that's a community that's built already. So get those people, do the Facebook ad, do the, do the um, shout out to people at the dog park. You have a built-in community. That's 17, 18 people coming in with their dogs to listen to this live person and listen to you and get that vibe so that you can, you can edit it later and have a really cool barking crowd. Um, lends itself to interactivity. Yeah, when people really wanna huddle and talk about stuff and they wanna answer questions back and forth if it's kinda of quizzical. If maybe you're doing a podcast on real estate, on buying a home, everyone's got their own story, right? They got their own questions. You can have little breakouts and record some of those breakouts. I'll talk about how to do that. So make sure there's a sense of like people are gonna be included. If people are just couch surfing and they're sitting there and they're like watching you and they're not being engaged because the content's not engageable, it probably isn't something you should have made into a live uh, audience experience. Um, entertaining, is it an exclusive experience? Is someone coming through town who's reading the first chapter of their book and only on your podcast? 
Why not do it at the bookstore itself? Record it there, edit it later, and pop it up. So think about content that is exclusive to you. That's exciting. Does anybody else, this is for a Starbucks card, anybody else have a why of why you think you should do a podcast, a, 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 a podcast in front of a live audience? Anybody? Yeah, this would make, oh, here's one. Here's one with a microphone in front of her face. Oops, pop it up. Oh, they left us. They're gone. Whoa, dude, you missed. You know why you missed? Because you're not paying attention. <laughs> Um, okay. Okay. If it's if it's at an event that is really popular that already has a bunch of people there. Yes. Ten dollar caffeine. Awesome. If you're going to an event and you talk to the organizer and say, "Listen, I'm gonna bring my table and my little mobile mobile recorder. I'm gonna do a live in front of the audience podcast here. Can I do it? They're gonna be thrilled. It's extra promo for them. Excellent. Okay. Who wants to come? This is important. You got to know your audience. Okay. Demographics are really important. Be as specific as possible. There's a great book called The Art of Gathering by Priya Parker. She says in it, if you invite everybody, you invite nobody. The smaller the niche, the better the gig. So be niche, 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 okay? Um, are they already in conversation? Are they already talking about it? Brilliant. Go where they're talking. It could be at a dog park. It could be on a Facebook group. It could be in church. It could be in community college. It could be on Twitter. Just find out if they're talking about it and then go there and say, guys, I'm doing this topic. I'd love you to come and be a live in-studio audience. They're like, what? And they're going to come. They're very excited. People get excited. Um, is your target audience actually in town? Good question. If you're doing a story on space and all of them are astronauts up in the moon, they can't come, right? Don't do that. Not, they're not going to show up as your audience. But seriously, think about can they actually come? When you think about that, you actually wonder, is, is there, um, are there people that can help you find the who? ID Supervan, say you're doing a show on, uh, I don't know what your topic is, but let's say it's on um, the latest fashion trends. It's important to you. You want to do a, a show on it, right? They might know six people on Instagram in your town that are fashionistas, that have like 3,000 followers each. Those people are micro-influencers. You want to get them to your show. So get your super van and say, listen, this is sponsored by John, my super fan, and he's going to help me. You can make people co-producers of your live podcast. You want to be a co-producer? Bring me five people. And it really works. What other who qualifiers? Who will you want to come and how will you qualify if they're a target? Anybody have an answer? to qualify who's gonna to come to this? Think it's okay, we'll move on and we'll come back to it. When, timing is everything, okay? You have to know your town. What else is happening? If there's a big Friday night football game and you know everyone's going, don't, don't pull them away from that. If you know people are all going to church at 10 o'clock on Sunday morning, don't do a live podcast at that time. Know your traffic flow. Three o'clock on a Tuesday? No, people are going to pick up their kids, crazy. Five o'clock, they're coming home. Pick a time and a date when you know people are gonna have ease and they won't be stressed out, right? Um, know the demands of your demographic. If their parents know they're juggling, okay? If they're hardworking people that work at night, maybe you could do a Sunday, morning or Sunday afternoon podcast at four o'clock. They've had the weekend to rest. They're coming in at four o'clock. Uh, Post-show hang, oh my God. I've done this for 12 years. Post-show hang is everything. Make sure that you give time for that, e either in the same venue or a pub down the road. People love to vibe. Bring your mobile recorder, get that audio. Capture those conversations. It's excellent, it's an excellent idea. 
Um, other when qualifiers you want to talk about? How to decide when to do a live in front of an audience podcast? Yes, over there. Two people. Yo, you guys are sleeping on the job. If it's a reaction kind of a podcast, so if there's an event that you can hook to before or after that the audience wants to comment on. So they be, would be attending like a movie together or a awesome. concert, and then you do a show. Very topic specific. They f they're already buzzing from it, right? They're leaving, and they're like, I just saw this incredible experience. Gave her that card. Thank you. Excellent idea. Right after an event. Back behind you. Seth? It's similar, but like trying to, trying to news jack at, a, at an existing event where something did, a topic didn't get picked up, but, but it's something that people would be interested in. So there's something going on. You know they're not covering all the bases. You, 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 you know there are going to be three issues that are coming up that they can't cover, and you're going to be that, that interstitial co uh, content. That's an excellent idea. Exactly. Great. So really looking at the content itself at this event and realizing, yep. you know what, they're missing a whole track and we're gonna cover that track. And if you can negotiate being in the same space, that's even better. Great ideas. Yeah, we've got a question right here. With your, um, the handheld recorder you have right there, how do you, like in the after party, what's your approach to saying, hey, can I record you all's conversation that you are having after the main After event? party. You're yeah. saying what's the mode, how do I do it or what do I ask? Like, what, what's your approach to, because I would be nervous to do that afterwards. Like, I'm okay going to talk to people after the event, right. but just to sit here and place it and have them talk about what they yeah. thought of, like, is it an interview gonna, or are you just eavesdropping? No, and no, no, you no, do it's it? totally like, transparent. It hey, guys, thank you so much for coming to the show. I, I feel you're vibing together. Can I just pop my iPhone in front of you and can I capture this? If they say, oh, yeah, and I say, particularly, can you, can you start over? Can you talk about what you're talking about? And they usually start over. And I have that audio. Never eavesdrop because that'll bite you in the tush later on. So it's a, good, it's a really good question. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where? Uh, don't be seduced by a big space. It, it bites you in the tush. Okay? Better to cram people in. I started my, my live uh, podcasting in 2005. I did it at Devose Park Cafe in San Francisco. It fit like 15 people and it was perfect. I did it for several times. Then I moved to a bigger one, a bigger one. Eventually had like 75 people, but start small. Don't, it really feels weird if you're in a big cavernous space. Um, consider budget. I loved what I'd say to the venue. Listen, you're gonna sell 25 cups of coffee and a bunch of wine and beer. They're like, okay, we're not doing anything Monday night anyway. Take it. I didn't pay a thing. Very important to partner up. Um, do they have a sound system? Score! If they do, that's awesome. Then the outs of your board go right to their sound system. We'll talk tech in a second. But remember, the venue is your best friend. You want to think about, I'll tell you about it in a second, but think about parking, very important. People don't want to get stressed. They'll be 10 minutes late and you want to start recording. You got a bunch of foot pin people foot traffic coming in, it sucks. So make sure you tell them about parking, tell them how, how early they have to arrive to deal with the parking. Um, consider conditions like COVID and weather. Um, can they get there? Will they show up? Just think about those things and the time of the year that you're having it. Um, you should never be shy about thinking about problems, but don't let these problems sabotage your idea. Just bust through them. Don't say, have 10 reasons why you can't do it, because then you're not going to do it. So just be brave. Any other where qualifiers you want to talk about? While you're thinking, venues are our friends, and we're going to go over that about in, in terms of promotion. 
So I'm going to let you really vibe into how venues are going to be your friends. Okay, we're going to move on. Now we're going to get to the nitty gritty. We're going to work it. First thing I want to talk about is pre-show promo, okay? Start talking about it at least a month out. You're on your podcast. Hey, guys, I know you're listening from all over the world, but if you're ever going into Akron, Ohio, I'm going to be here. I'm doing a live recording in front of a live audience. Uh, I'd love you to join me. Get your tickets. Drive over. Just start pumping it up, right? Um, leverage the guest network. If I have, I had a show with, uh, I was on Dead Bodies, and I had a mortician and a cremator dude. And I, they'd ne never been asked to be on a show before. They brought their grandmothers and their aunts and their ex-girlfriends and ex-boyfriends, and it was awesome. Um, get the guests to really work it. Give them the materials, have them promote it. Uh, stay in touch with the venue, like I said before. Posters, real life posters in the space. People love to um, post things that are happening in their venue. Um, oh my God, branding. Don't. Don't cut and paste, man. Try to get someone to make your poster beautiful. It's a, it, it's, it makes it from a garage sale to an actual curated experience. Take the time to find your, your friend who's an actual graphic designer. Don't skimp on the image, because that image lasts for a long time. It becomes the banner for your show. It stays around in the venue. People take it home, and it, it, it speaks to who you are. The posters, again, you can email them when you email your friends, saying, hey, I have a JPEG in the bottom. It's only a size of a postcard. Cut it out and just put it on your refrigerator at work. Make sure people can see it and they'll ask you about it. Uh, oh my God, the best thing in the world. I called my BFFs and I'd say, listen, I'm doing a show at this cafe. Can you show up and be my volunteer? And they love the question. People don't get asked enough to question. They become a volunteer a month out. They buzz for you. They drop off postcards for you. They help people. They concierge them into the room. It feels like an event. Yay, you hear that music. You're getting involved. It's really cool. Okay, there are some of the images that I've used. The dead bodies image. Um, you know, create something that's alluring, like, oh my God, that's so exciting. What are we talking about? They get experienced with your brand and they start expecting that level of professionalism from you. Okay, this is a really old website, but I'm, I'm bringing it up because it shows the live aspect of Get Smart Radio. You see the people, you see the musicians, you see people hold, me holding up an applause sign. You, you get a sense of joining part of like a movement. It feels cool. It's not just me listening in my car. I get to go to these things. Build, build, build that sense of belonging, that sense of community, that sense of excitement. Okay, promo partners, super important. Local groups connected to the topic are your friends. Just make a list, a big, lovely laundry list of every, the barber shop, the kennel, the grocery store, the church, just, and call some of the people who are managers there and say, hey, do you want to help me out with this live event I'm doing? It's about this topic. I think you might care about it. You want to leverage um, the podcast. Again, lead up to it. Talk about it. Put it on your page. Uh, local businesses with their first degree connections, you, the ones that really love you, get them to do you a solid. And every time they collect a bill, they put a postcard in with a bill. I've done that before. I've given them a stack of postcards, they give it with their bill. Hey, my buddy's doing a, a, a thing on dead bodies, you gotta check it out. Um, <laughs> uh, beverage sponsors, easy, I never had a no. I said, listen, I'm having 25 people in a room, can you give us a couple of cases of wine? No brainer, no brainer. Food, same thing. Can you give us a bunch of nuts? Can you give us some tortillas? It always worked out. People are lovely. Give them a chance to be lovely for you. Um, other promo ideas. Anybody with promo ideas to get your thing goosed up? Keep thinking about it, because you, you, you know your area. I don't care where you live. You can live in a cow patty. It doesn't matter. Those cows love to be live audience members. 
Um, okay, showtime, day of broadcast, so exciting. You're in, the, you're in the bathroom, you're brushing your teeth, you're getting a little nervous, little butterflies. Even if it's five people coming to your studio, it's still an experience. You are affecting five people's lives. You're gonna capture their energy. If it's 100 people coming to a, a town hall, that's really exciting. You've got your, your, um, your volunteers ready, you've got the buzz going, you know where people are parking, you're feeling ready, right? This is integral, int integral, so watch what happens. Watch what happens, ready? Come on, give it to me like we're being recorded. Right, so that is an awesome experience to make people feel like they are part of the experience. You can also double, triple, and quadruple that, that sound file if you want to, we'll talk about that later. Okay, um, you want walk-in music, like you just heard, da, 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 and you feel like, oh, there's something going on here. It's not like quiet. I'm feeling the energy, right? Walk-in music. Don't forget the power of music. Uh, change in lighting. They walk in with a certain vibe, even if it's one dim or one less light, create the space as you start. Figure it out. Make sure the people in the venue can help you with that. Uh, you want to prep the staff. Oh my God, I had to talk to um, the people making coffee sometimes to not their, their, their milk every five seconds. Like do, we, do a, we do a steam milk break so they can steam their milk and then stop for a while. These are agreements you have with the venue staff and they just fall in love with you because they know that they're part of this too. You acknowledge them, you talk about them on air. It's really fun. Uh, Pre-show pep talk. Um, this is really interesting. Um, you gotta get people excited to be part of the show and I'll give you an example, okay, you ready? Hey guys, welcome to Get Smart Radio. Thank you so much for being here. This is being recorded and we're gonna take everything you do here, we're gonna put it into a computer and we're gonna make you sound even better than you are, smarter than you are. Your presence here is gonna impact the content of our podcast. I can't thank you enough for being here. Don't be afraid to ask questions, get messy, be real. We want your vibe. I'm so excited that you're here. Any questions, please ask. We have volunteers around the room, bathrooms are over there. Please turn off your cell phones. Are you ready? And then you get this thing going. People are like, yeah, I'm ready, yeah, yeah. And then you hold up your applause sign, people applause. They're part of the show, they're part of the experience. Okay, engagement, what happens? If you don't engage with them, why did you do it in the first place, right? So, pens. People don't have pens anymore, people. You gotta have pens on the table, or little golf pencils, okay? You need index cards. Sometimes people don't want to speak on the microphone. You get, when you heard that menopause conversation, you heard some of those questions were read by my assistant, Alicia, she read them because some people didn't want to talk about their dry vaginal situation. They just didn't want to talk about it. I get it. She read that for them. So that option is to write down your question. Uh, you need a person to collect them. Make sure you ID that person. It's really weird. They don't know where should we put our... They want to feel like you're in charge, that you've thought about this, that you care about their experience. Um, live audience mic. I'm going to take a big breath here. Ready? Breath. You don't want to miss the audio. That's why you're recording in front of a live audience. So I'm gonna give you an example. If I walk up to you and I ask you to say, to, to say um, where you're from. Hi, I'm from Houston, Texas, but I'm originally from Taiwan. Houston, Texas, originally from Taiwan. Now, if something went wrong and I didn't hear her, it's cool, because we're gonna edit it, right, later on? So I'm like, listen, can you say that again? But um, 
laugh. I'm, I'm not that manipulative, but I want to show you that you always can be a partner with a person and get them to say it again. Can you say that one more time? I'm from Houston, Texas, but I'm originally from Taiwan. Beautiful. So what we're creating here is a partnership. She knows that I want to get the right sound. If she's crinkling her paper or if her phone goes off for something, it's okay. We're going to just redo it. In the early days when I was doing live podcasting, believe it or not, I was using a tool called Nice Casting. And I was actually live in 2007, and it was casting out through my computer as a, as a tower, in addition to me recording it so that I can have a real a different podcast later. So people experienced me two ways, live in that day, and then later as, a, as an edited podcast. So in this situation, the people who are hearing it live are kind of behind the scenes hearing that I'm asking you to do it again. That's cool. Transparency is cool. Spontaneity is cool. OK, so. Remember, if you're feeling like there's too much noise or too many weird things going on, you could just stop and say, hey, somebody is eating a candy and I'm hearing it. Your engineer person has a, we're going to talk about this, but there's going to be a mic in the middle of the room, a condenser hanging down to capture the sound. They're going to flag you and say, someone's doing something. And you go, hold on, someone's doing something. And we find out who it is and we embarrass them. And it's really cool, okay? So make sure that live mic is out there ready to capture. Was that a dog? That's her laugh. We love your laugh. The, oh my God, it's there again. Woo! Okay. It's awesome. You, you come up here and say hi when you get a chance, okay? They got to see who's owning that laugh. It's a crazy laugh. Okay. Uh, quizzes and prizes. So much fun. So we would have a quiz at the end of every single one. Make it up. Whatever your topic is, I don't care if it's, if it's about real estate, hedge funds, menopause, traveling, get a quiz ready and get your guests ready to make the quiz harder for people. And then you have people write stuff down and you have random um, winners or you have one person raise their hand. We know we love radio for that, right? Like, wait, wait, don't tell me. We love quizzes. Make it part of the experience. It builds your content, builds people's relationship to you. They go home at night and they say, you know, I had a really great time. I'm going to listen to that podcast more, or I'm going to go to the next live one, because they're feeling themselves because of you. And the more we feel ourselves, the more we are happier and vote appropriately. Here we go. Um, collect emails by using incentives. OK. The postcards you have is a great way to get people to write their emails down, because you want to continue the relationship you've started with people, OK? I, I can't um, speak to live tweeting and live social, I, I, whatever you care about, they'll do that, right? So if you want them to do a live feed on their own Facebook or do a story, that's great. But what's most important to me truly is the email address because that's a consistent way I'm going to find them. Um, some people use text technology, text me at blah, 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 and I'll make sure you're on the list. But don't lose these people. Don't let them leave because they just had a really good experience and then they're, they're gone and that's, that's really sad. Um, to the point I just made, live social posts. You know, do it as, as you can, but don't, there's something analog about this and take advantage of the intimacy and don't be connected so much to your devices and your computers, like we're here. I have a clicker, but I'm not like doom scrolling. I'm with you, we're, we're eye contact. That's, that's what I'm getting and that experience translates beautifully when I'm ed in the editing room. Okay, people ask me all the time how to do this so that I'm getting a clean feed in my board. I have to say, sometimes I was alone, sometimes I had students from USC as interns. I went from feast to famine sometimes, depending upon what my coordination was. On my hardest days, I would use a Zoom, but it was a 16 channel. 
because I had a band with me, my live band. So I was putting in tracks for every single instrument. I was putting in the audience mic. I was doing the feed to the room and I was doing clean tracks to the disc. So what you gotta think about, whatever board you're using, you need to make sure, if nothing else, you know where your feeds are going. Someone asked me recently, why did you, why do you talk about feeding a sound into the room? What if there's 20 people? Because people want to hear the excitement of being in a live space. You don't get that if there's no speakers. It doesn't work. I've tried it. it. It falls flat. Even if there's 10 people, have a little sound system and have it pop out to them because it makes the experience feel like they're being in a space where there's excitement. So do it. Do it. I don't care if it's a baby little amp. Get something out there that sounds like the room, okay? The raw tracks are always going to the disc, whether it's a computer disc or in the case of Zoom, it's a hard disc. You need a mic for your host, a mic for your guests, the audience mic, which we're using today, and the ambient mic is killer because if you hang it right, you're gonna get the vibe and you're gonna have that almost as a room tone. And when you, when you pull that down, it sounds naked. When you pull it up, you got the room tone, you feel the room and you hear the laughter. I have been known to double my tracks, honestly. Sometimes when there's laughter, I'll double my tracks. And you know what? It works on the podcast really well. So don't be afraid to double your applause, double your tracks. You are creating something. You are the creator. You can do what you want to do with it. The most important thing is to have the integrity to know that you're not splicing and dicing someone's voice so that they say something they didn't mean to say. Be very careful about that, but we all know that. Uh, okay. This is the start of a show, and I want to go through what this is really quickly. You're going to hear the ending of the live band... You're going to hear it mix into my bumper, my song, and then you'll hear it mix out to the applause and mix into my voice. There was a, like, like three tracks on my, on my screen when I was mixing this. Really easy. Here you go. Welcome to Get Smart Radio. Get Smart. It's sunny, lying, it's not sunny. It could be sunny, it almost was sunny. Um, today's topic, very serious, food fight, the challenge of how to keep food tasting good while it saves your life. Ladies and gentlemen, it's no accident that last month our show was on death because many of us are dying. Why are we dying? Because we're not eating good food. And not that food's the only thing that keeps us healthful, but it's one of the main things that can help us not only stay healthy, but prevent illness. So I caught the vibe, I kept my bumper, I went back to the room, and in the earlier edits of my shows, I used to do seriously weird edits, so it wasn't flowing like a regular conversation. I would have these little static sounds, and it was really highly, it was like my minutes, my shows were 15 minutes after a two hour show. I would just cut in really fast things, and that was the show. Because I started loving the idea of the live show so much more than the podcast, and that's for better or for worse. But if I were to do it again now, uh, I think I would, probably keep more of the dialogue that I had, but I wasn't, I was, I was young and silly. Um, I want to talk about nurturing community and this is why we're doing this. So when people have an experience together, 
and then they get in their cars and they go home, you lose them immediately, generally. It's just a fact of life. They go, even with a movie, you, you, you're crying hysterically in a movie. It's the best thing you ever saw. You want to tell everybody. You get in the car, you turn the radio on, and you forgot the movie. You go home, and you have to feed the cat, and you crash in bed. It's amazing the drop-off after a big experience. My work now is to commit to creating community around experiences and around creative content. So some of you have met me here today, and I'm going to show you the power of con continuing conversations so that when they get in their car, they actually stay vibing with everyone in the room. And it's really easy to do that. A couple of weeks ago, I did a swell on this experience. I, was, I said to people, and my, a swell is an app where you can create conversations just with a click of a button using your phone. And I opened the phone up and I said, hey, it's Deborah. I'm going to be in Dallas, August 25th, 11.30, talking about recording in front of a live audience. I hope you can come. And I took a little picture of myself doing one of my live shows, and I posted it. There it was. It lived for a couple weeks. What I'm going to do now is I'm going to continue the recording with you, and then I'm going to show you a QR code, and you're going to open the QR code up. It'll open into a browser if you don't have the app, and you will actually hear what we're doing right now. And that's how easy Swell is. And I'll do that in one minute, but I want to focus on one thing before I show you the technology of this. When we think about community, it's really, it's, it's the best marketing in the world. Community is the best marketing in the world. You can spend thousands of dollars on ads and on clever things. If someone tells a friend that they had a good time at this podcast or move them, that's how you, you, you do things. So I really want to stress to you guys, we can't, I can't stress enough to you. If you have ways to create community, like creating a Swell, that's going to be um, the, the gold ticket for you to keep people alive. So I'm going to play a little bit of what I said before. Uh, it's Monday. Losing my voice a little bit. I've met some incredible people. And I just want to do a shout out to everyone I have met. I made uh, this this morning. And also to say that I'll be picking this uh, swellcast up live in front of the audience when I talk. About right. So that, that, I'm not going to do that now. Okay. As promised, we are live here in the basement of the Sheridan, and I'm looking out into a group, beautiful group of people, and I wanted you to hear their voices, so say hello to yourself. Hello. So what we did today was just kind of do a huddle around the power of recording in front of a live audience, and I'm hoping that after I, I hit uh, the, the post of here, people are going to join and talk about what we learned and ask more questions and keep informed and share their best practices and just stay informed. So I'm going to post this now and then take a picture of everybody and be able to show that in this thread as well. So looking forward to your voices. So I post this. I, I listen back for a second. As promised, we are live here in the basement of the Sheridan. I like what I heard. I say live in my text. And then in the photo section, I go to use camera. And I take a shot of all of us. Wave your hands. OK. Well, I look horrible, but I don't care. No, one more time. Retake. Retake. Ready? Say hi. OK. So I'm going to use that. I'm going to post it. Use photo. Now watch what happens. Da, 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 da. OK, I'm posting it. Now.
It posted. If you look at, if you, if you scan that, that goes to my Swellcast. And you're going to see this conversation right there in front of you. In a browser, if you have the app, then you'll see it inside the app. But in a browser, you're going to see the browser, and you can listen to the entire Swellcast. I don't want to lose track of you being here physically. I know we just got on our devices, so I hope this works for you. But we have six more minutes. So I want to honor these six more minutes. How many more cards do we have, sir? We have one more. <laughs> we have one more Starbucks card. Who has a question? Oh, right here. Thank you. So it's a question about live streaming rather than because you're mostly talking about doing the recording the podcast and then repurposing it have you done it where you actually live stream and also repurpose and what's that process like for you right so i did do that but i did it a little it was 2010 and i used nicecast and it was live streamed through an rss that you went to a, a website and listened to now oh my god you can have a computer stand for facebook live stream you know mm -hmm. and you could do a youtube live stream so anything helps the important caveat for you is how much do you want to control your legacy content? If you're someone who loves to edit and sound design and create the whole story in your studio, I would recommend to only live stream if you want people to see the raw footage. So it's really an aesthetic question, right? It's like, do you want people to experience that? Right. And a quick follow-up. So when you have everyone there, you've recorded it, do you tell them when it, the date it will be published so they're looking for it? And do you have a way to keep in touch with them to make sure that anticipation of listening happens? You bring up a really good point. Please, everybody, if you can, get a release form. No matter how small you are, I use them. The release form helps with the images and it helps with the audio. I, I'm old-fashioned. I, um, I do emails. I email people. Um, now I have a, you know, in Swell, when I do things in Swell, I usually tell people on Swell, I'm going to be here, be there. But, you know, um, everybody has their own network and how they use that network and how they, they, they connect to people. I think go back to the venues, go back to the super fans and, and give them the dates and let them know. When you lock yourself into a date, it's usually because you have a strict podcast schedule. But some of us have a wobbly one. So it's hard to, you don't do it on air, that's for sure. You say to them, listen, you guys, I want, well, off the mic. You say, listen, um, after parties down the road, be, be looking forward to the, this dropping on you know, April 23rd and um, pretty psyched for you to be a part of this. And then in my opinion, and if you want to talk about what happened today, go to swellcast.com slash my, my um, username or my podcast, and we're going to have the episode up there uh, as a link so you can talk about what you experienced here. So always bring it back to engagement, to love, to community. That's really the cycle of stuff. And one more thing I want to say uh, before another question is don't be afraid of small. Please do it. If you don't want to go to a venue, invite three people to your studio. Give them little cushions. It's fabulous. And then the next time, say, like, grow like this. You don't need to be, you know, like, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, the guy uh, in the Midwest, uh, that beautiful show. What was it called? Prairie Home Companion. A lot of people, very intimidating. Start small. Any last questions? Yes. Um, kind of curious that how do you plan your budget? For example, like the price of the ticket and how do you balance the profit and the cost? Great 
question. Okay, budget, really quickly. Um, I think if you go live, you've got to have a $500 number in your head immediately. It just, that's always the number I kind of bumped into. If I wanted to get little snacks and papers and pens and throwing money to the sound guy and poster, I never went below 500, ever, 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 ever. In terms of getting sponsors, that would offset it. Um, but when I had corporate partners, I didn't have to worry. But when I did it on my own, my podcast cost about $500 live, um, which is not that much money. I didn't charge because I'm totally stupid. Um, but I just wanted to, yay, let's all get together and hug, and I pay my rent another way. But it, you can charge because it's an experience. You could ask for a Venmo, you know, something for 10 bucks or whatever. But I don't think anyone could do a live podcast well without spending money. And I think 500 is a sweet, sweet number because it allows you to make them feel like there's something going on. It feels quaffed. The cups look good. The food looks good. I made, I had some nice lights. I ordered the right sound guy. Like, just make it an experience. Make it so that they know you love them and that you care about them. Really, really important. And it's not, it's not, not, not true. You do love them and care about them. But you, sometimes we have to send that message in a material way. But that's a great question. Thank you. I didn't bring that up. We have one minute and 19 seconds left. I'm excited. That a lot can happen. The whole world can change. Let's change the world in one minute. Anything else? Please feel free to find me. That's my, that's my Swellcast. I love what I do. I think it's fun. I love Swellcasting. I do it now exclusively. I'm not podcasting. We'll be having Swellcast events so that we can all get together and talk about what it feels like to do this kind of hosting. It's very different than podcasting because you're starting conversations. You're not just putting out a one-way communication. So that's why I love Swellcasting. Uh, but thank you so much for being here. I love that I had faces to look at, and I look forward to getting to know all of you more. Thank you.